Hello, everybody, and welcome to the first episode of Looking Back on My Wonder Years, a Wonder Years podcast. This is the introduction episode, and I am your host, Angela Bowen. You may also recognize me from another podcast I do called Punky Power, an unofficial Punky Brewster podcast, which is also on SoundCloud. In this podcast, I will be choosing my favorite episodes from each season and discuss them in length, what I liked, what I didn't like, and giving a little running commentary and reflections of my own childhood that are relevant to the episode being discussed, as well as a special rating for the episode. Now, I didn't grow up in the time period of the show, but I remember watching this on TV when it aired, and now, with it being on Netflix, I can watch it over and over and over again. The reason for this being that the um, that I'm not going through every single episode is because I feel like the last two seasons weren't really the best. That, for me, that's when the show started to go downhill, that they're running out of storylines for the character Kevin Arnold. So this is more of a best of. These are, for me, these are my best, my favorite episodes. So, you know, you can you can agree with me, disagree, whatever you like. But this is just, you know, my take on, on the show and why I like it and everything like that. So, to start off, let's talk about how the show got started, the plot, and the cast of characters, etc. Now, this is thanks to Wikipedia's summary, which this is mostly all from Wikipedia, just what I've gathered. I know a lot of their stuff you probably can take with a grain of salt, but but here we go. The Wonder Years is an American television comedy drama created by Neil Marlins and Carol Blatt. It ran on ABC from 1988 until 1993. The pilot aired on January 31st, 1988, following ABC's coverage of Super Bowl... Crap, I can't read Roman numerals. 12? I I can't tell. Guys, I'm sorry. I don't know. 22? I don't know. (laughs) Tell me what it is, because I don't know. The series was conceived by writers Neil Marlins and Carol Black, which I already said. They set out to create a family show that would appeal to the baby boomer generation by setting the series in the late 60s, a time of radical change in America's history. They also wanted the series to tie the setting into the life of a normal boy growing up during the period. After writing the script for the pilot episode, Marlins and Black began shopping the series to television networks. None of them were interested, except for ABC, with whom Marlins and Black reached an agreement. Marlins had originally wanted the setting to be his native Huntington, Long Island, where he grew up. Elements were also taken from Black's childhood from the White Oak section of Silver Spring, Maryland. ABC, however, insisted that the location remain non-specific. The oh gosh, I can't read this word. Colloquial. So basically, any town USA. However, in season three, episode three, Wayne on Wheels, his motor vehicle registration and licensing letter was addressed to a 90230 zip code, Culver City, California. As the series was filmed in suburban Los Angeles, the setting bore a strong resemblance to the San Fernando Valley. Uh, 
All right, let's get on to the writing of the show. When they started writing the series, Marlins and Black took a script for a future film that they had been toying with, which featured an off-screen narrator. Black explained, we liked the concept that you could play with what people think and what they're saying, or how they like to see themselves as opposed to how the audience is seeing them. They based the show in part on their own childhood growing up in the suburbs. Black recalled that we naturally took elements of our experience and threw them into the pot. The basics set up the neighborhood, the era, the, the time and place where we grew up. All right, let's get on to the casting. The search for the main lead of the show did not take long. Marlins and Black went to five casting directors and interviewed them for recommendations. All five of them recommended Fred Savage, who at the time was famous for his roles as a grandson in The Princess Bride and as Charlie Slash Marshall in Vice, the movie Vice Versa with Judge Reinhold. Marlins and Black, having never heard of Savage, decided to see the rough cut of Vice Versa, said Marlins. We saw a marvelous actor with a natural quality, which essentially means he has no quality at all except being a kid. It sounds funny, but it's a rare thing to find in a ch child actor. Marlins and Black took this approach when casting the other kids for the show looking for natural ability rather than professionalism. According to Marlins, they saw 300 to 400 kids before narrowing, narrowing it down to 70. My wife and I made the final choices, each of whom had to be approved by the network. For the best choice of Savage's character's main love interest, the choice came down to the actress, Danica McKella, McKellar, I'm sorry guys, and her sister, Crystal McKellar. With just days to go before shooting, the producers eventually selected Danica to play Winnie Cooper. However, Mary Buck, the head of casting, noted that it was practically a toss-up. Crystal McKellar was liked so much by the producers that they eventually created the character of Becky Slater so that they could have her on the show. Danica later reflected on the experience. I auditioned like everyone else. They had read lots of girls but hadn't found their Winnie yet. And I was thrilled to be chosen. Cancellation. The Wonder Years wrapped its sixth and final season in May of 1993. Its cancellation was partially blamed on the conflict between producers and executives at ABC. As Kevin matured, the producers wanted the storylines to mature as well. However, the executives at ABC felt uncomfortable with the more explicit content given the time slot, saying, We felt it was inappropriate to present Kevin's awakening because of the setting in the 1960s, the gen gentle tone of the series, and most importantly, the 8 p.m. time slot. Bob Brush noted that when Kevin became 16 and 17, there were really things he needed to get to that we couldn't do at 8 p.m. <clears throat> Especially with the kind of venerable cachet that the show had obtained with its audience. We would get notes from the network saying, you could do this on any show besides The Wonder Years. Other reasons for the show's cancellation were escalating costs and declining ratings. The cast's salary increases 
Coupled with location shooting, which was due to the producers wanting to reflect Kevin obtaining his driver's license, led to Brush claiming that they were spending $1.2 million an episode. The final episode aired on May 12, 1993. Bob Brush noted that the finale was not what he would have wanted it to be. But because the cast and crew were unsure at the time of the filming if the sixth season was going to be the last. He was forced to have the ending be open-ended until the recording of Daniel Stern's narration. Fans were somewhat disappointed with the ending, in particular the revelation that Kevin and Winnie didn't end up as a couple. Brush acknowledged this disappointment, saying some viewers were surprised that the network's out of... out. Surprised that nothing works out the way your fondest wish would be. And explained, the message I wanted in there is that that's part of the beauty of life. It's fun to say I'd like everything to be just the way it was when I was 15, and I was happy. But it seemed more nurturing to me to say that we leave these things behind and we go on to forge new lives for ourselves. The plot synopsis. All right, the plot synopsis. The main... Gosh, I'm sorry, guys. I can't talk today. I do not know why. The series depicts the social and family life of a boy in a typical American suburb middle-class family from 1968 to 1973, covering the ages of 12 through 17. Each year in the series takes place exactly 20 years before airing, 1988 to 1993. The show's plot centers on Kevin Arnold, son of Jack and Norma. Jack and Norma Arnold. Kevin's father holds a management job at Norcom, a defense contractor. While his mother is a housewife, Kevin also has an older brother, Wayne, and an older sister, Karen. Two of Kevin's friends and neighbors are prominently featured throughout the series. His best friend, Paul Pfeiffer, and his crush-turned-girlfriend, Gwendolyn Winnie Cooper. Storylines are told through Kevin's reflections as an adult in his mid-30s, voiced by narrator Daniel Stern. In the pilot episode, Winnie's older brother, Brian, whom Kevin admires, is killed in action in Vietnam in 1968. Kevin meets Winnie in a nearby wooded area called Harper's Woods. This unsaid relationship between Winnie and Kevin remains dormant for a long time. With Winnie starting to date a popular 8th grader named Kirk McRae and Kevin briefly going steady with Becky Slater. After Kevin breaks up with Becky due to his feelings for Winnie, Becky becomes a reoccurring nuisance for Kevin. Winnie eventually dumps Kirk as well and Kevin and Winnie share a second kiss at the start of the 1969 summer vacation. Around St. Valentine's Day 1970, Winnie temporarily dates Paul, who has broken up with his girlfriend Carla. Winnie and Kevin start dating each other soon after. Just before summer break, Winnie and her family move to a house four miles away. Although Winnie attends a new school, Lincoln Junior High, she and Kevin decide to remain together and maintain a successful long-distance relationship. A beautiful new student named Madeline Adams joins Kevin's school and quickly catches Kevin's eye. But it is Winnie who breaks up with Kevin after meeting Roger, a jock at her new school. Neither relationship lasts long, but Winnie and Kevin don't reunite until she is injured in a car crash. After graduating from junior high, Kevin and Winnie both go to McKinley High and Paul attends a prep school. 
Paul would later transfer to McKinley High and join Kevin and Winnie. Earlier seasons of the show tended to focus on plots involving events within the Arnold household and Kevin's academic struggles, whereas later series, later seasons focused much more on plots involving dating and Kevin's friends. Kevin had several brief flings during the summer of 1971 and the 1971-72 academic year. After Kevin's grandfather gets his driver's license revoked, he sells his car to Kevin for a dollar. Paul transfers to McKinley High after his first semester at prep school when his father runs into financial troubles. Wayne decides to join the Army as a result of his inability to do well in school. This gets turned around when Wayne isn't able to get his physical. Winnie and Kevin reunite when they go on a double date to a school dance and find themselves more attracted to each other than their respective partners. In late 1972, Kevin's older brother Wayne starts working at Norcom and dates his co-worker Bonnie, a divorcee with a son. But the relationship does not last. Kevin's father quits Norcom and buys a furniture manufacturing business. Okay, now we're into the cast of characters. We have Kevin Arnold, played by Fred Savage. Character born March 18, 1956. Kevin grew up in the turbulent 1960s and early 70s. The voice of Kevin as an adult and the show's narrator is supplied by Daniel Stern. John Jack Arnold, played by Dan Laria. Character born on November 5, 1927, died in 1975. Kevin's father was a gruff, laconic man and a Korean War veteran. He grew up during the Great Depression, served in the U.S. military corps, and is seen in photographs wearing the uniform of a first lieutenant. He works at Norcom, a large electronics corporation and a middle management position he loathes. Later, he starts his own furniture business, building, selling handcrafted furniture. The series' last episode reveals that he dies in 1975, near the end of Kevin's freshman year of college. That is, two years after the time of the show's finale, although in a previous episode, an adult Kevin says his father would later be the grandfather of Kevin's sons. Jack represents the viewpoint of the silent generation that grew up during the Great Depression and came of age during the Second World War. It was confused and angered by the rapid changes taking place in the 1960s. Norma Arnold, played by Allie Mills, Kevin's housewife mother. Unlike her husband, Norma is friendly and upbeat. She met Jack as a college freshman when he graduated. She moved across the country with him and did not finish college. She eventually gets her degree late in the series and begins working at a software startup called Microelectronics. Although she came of age at the same time as her husband, she is less conservative than her husband and increasingly yearns to break out of her homemaker role reflecting the rise of feminism in the 1960s. All right, now we have Karen Arnold, played by Olivia Diabo. I'm sorry if I butchered that last name. Kevin's older hippie sister. Her free-spirited ways clash with her overbearing father's conservatism, and she depends upon her mother as a mediator. When Kevin moves in with her boyfriend, Michael, played by David Schwimmer from Friends, during her freshman year of college, she has a falling out with her father. The pair marry one year later and move to Alaska, where Michael has secured a good job. And Karen ultimately accepts some of her parents' viewpoints and has a baby, while her husband learns to support his wife and child. 
All right, Wayne Arnold, played by Jason Hervey, Kevin's older brother. Wayne enjoys physically tormenting Kevin and Paul, calling Kevin butthead or scrot. He takes over the family furniture business when his father dies. Wayne is usually portrayed as a loser in romantic relationships. For a time, he dated a girl named Dolores, but that was more casual than serious. Later seasons... Wayne matures. In the final season, he begins a serious relationship with a divorcee named Bonnie, but is left heartbroken when she reconciles with her husband. Now on to Paul Joshua Pfeiffer, played by Josh Saviano. Character born March 14, 1956, Paul is Kevin's longtime best friend, a bright and excellent student, and an allergy sufferer. He is also Jewish and in one episode celebrates his bar mitzvah. Although Kevin and Paul are his best friends in the series' early seasons, their relationship becomes somewhat strained later. Kevin become, begins to spend more time with Chuck and Jeff, causing tension with Paul. Paul also attends a private prep school for one season, leaving Kevin alone to start public high school. In another episode, Kevin tattles on Paul after Paul loses his virginity. In the final episode, it is revealed that Paul eventually attends Harvard. Gwendolyn Winnie Cooper, played by Danica McKellar. McKellar, guys, oh, I'm terrible. Winnie is Kevin's main love interest and neighbor. Her older brother's death in Vietnam plays a big part in the plot. In another episode, Winnie's parents separate in grief over the death of their son. In the epilogue of the final episode, it is revealed that Winnie travels overseas to study art in Paris. Kevin and Winnie write to each other every week for eight years until she returns. In the concluding moments of the finale, Kevin says that when Winnie returned to the States, Kevin met her accompanied by his wife and first child, despite the hope among Wonder Years fans that Kevin and Winnie would marry them, themselves marry. Like I said, says Kevin at the end, things never turn out exactly the way you planned them. As suggested in an episode entitled The Accident, and in the final episode of the series, every important event in Kevin... And Kevin's life has somehow involved Winnie. The final episode and the epilogue. In the series finale double episode, Winnie decides to take a job for the summer of 1973. As a lifeguard at a resort, Kevin, meanwhile, is is at his job at his father's furniture factory and calls Winnie, who by all accounts is distant and seems to be enjoying her time away from Kevin. Eventually, Kevin and his father fight, and Kevin announces that he is leaving, reasoning that he needs to find himself. Kevin hops in his car and heads to the resort where Winnie, Winnie is working, hopeful that she can secure him a job and they can spend the rest of the summer together. Kevin eventually secures a job at the resort and plays a round of poker with the in-house band. He wins big and goes out to search for Winnie to tell her of his good fortune. To a surprise, he sees Winnie engaged in a passionate kiss with another lifeguard. The next day, Kevin confronts her actions and they fight. Kevin then plays another round of poker, losing his car in a bet in the process. Desperate, Kevin confronts Winnie and her new beau at the restaurant and ends up punching him in the face. Kevin then leaves the resort on foot. On a desolate stretch of highway, Kevin decides to begin hitchhiking. He finally gets picked up by an elderly couple, and much to his surprise, he finds Winnie in the back seat. Winnie was fired over the fight Kevin instigated at the resort. Kevin and Winnie begin to argue, and the elderly couple gets fed up and kicks them out of the car. 
A flash rainstorm begins and Kevin and Winnie search for shelter. They find a barn and discuss how much things are changing and the prospects for the future. They make up and kiss passionately. It is loosely implied that the two lose their virginity with each other. The narrator's monologue states, Once upon a time, there was a girl I knew who lived across the street. Brown hair, brown eyes. When she smiled, I smiled. When she cried, I cried. Every single thing that ever happened to me that mattered in some way had to do with her. That day, Winnie and I promised each other that no matter what, that we would always be together. It was a promise full of passion, truth, and wisdom. It was the kind of promise that you can only come that can only come from the hearts of the very young. They soon find their way back to their hometown and arrive hand in hand to a Fourth of July parade. During this parade, the adult Kevin, Daniel, uh, narrated by Daniel Stern, describes the fate of the show's main characters. Kevin makes up with his father, graduates from high school in 1974, and leaves for college, later becoming a writer. Paul studies law at Harvard. Kevin, Karen's sister, gives birth to a son in September of 1973. Kevin's mother becomes a businesswoman and corporate board chairman. Way to go, Norma! Kevin's father, he dies in 1975. And Wayne takes over his father's furniture business. Winnie studies art history in Paris while Kevin stays in the States. Winnie and Kevin end up writing to each other once a week for the next eight years. When Winnie returns to the States in 1982, hey, that's the year I was born, <laughs> Kevin meets her at the airport with his wife and eight-month-old son. The final sounds, voiceover narration, and dialogue of the episode and series is that of Kevin, voice of Daniel Stern, with children heard in the background. Growing up happens in a heartbeat. One day you're in diapers, the next day you're gone. But the memories of childhood stay with you for the long haul. I remember a place, a town, a house, like a lot of houses, a yard like a lot of other yards, on a street like a lot of other streets. And the thing is, after all these years, I still look back with wonder. I'm getting choked up there. <clears throat> Sorry. A little boy, Stern's real-life son, can be heard asking his dad to come out and play catch during a break in the final narration. Kevin's narr narrative responds, I'll be right there, as the episode and series closes. All right, guys. Now that we've gotten that all out of the way, now on to my plans for this podcast. What I am planning to do is pick my favorite episodes from seasons one through six and discuss them at length. Now, to let you know, I am not a history buff. I just love this show and the time period, even if I didn't grow up in the 60s. I'll also talk about the music during the that played during the episode as well. Maybe I can do a, out of all the songs that play, what one I like the best. Uh, and I will also give my own personal flower power rating of the episode, as well as have segments like best line of the episode, best far out threads, and what I got out of the episode as far like um the like what I moral of the episode to me. Um, there will also be a who was the worst meter from. The lowest being give him a wedgie to the highest, the boosh swirly toilet flush for the guys. 
And for the girls, I will have the lowest where it is snack the bra to the highest being insult their cooking. For the ladies, of course, which I just said. <laughs> this will be, this is going to be a bi-weekly podcast. So it's every two, every, um, every two weeks. I will double up on the episodes so that way you guys get a little bit more than just once a, one, a, one episode every two weeks. Because, you know, I want to give you guys a little something for having to wait, you know, two weeks for a new episode. I now have a SoundCloud account as of today as well as a Facebook and Instagram pages called Looking Back on My Wonder Years, the Wonder Years, a Wonder Years podcast. I also have a Gmail account, LB, is in bear, O-M, Wonder Years podcast at gmail.com. <clears throat> Excuse me. So you can send me your favorite episode memories or your insights if you grew up in the 60s, what it was like back then. Did you have favorite hobbies? Anything about school, you know, clubs, activities, friends, I'll share it on the podcast. Or you can, you know, give me praise, you know, in the emails. I hope to be soon on iTunes. And this show, as you hopefully know, is currently on Netflix. So if you want to watch along with me, you can. Um, Another thing is I do not have a theme song yet. I am still... A work in progress. I'm not a big singer. I really don't sing at all. Um, I'm put it out there. If anyone wants to come up with a really catchy uh, theme song, you know, about the Wonder Years, you can also go to my email account and just send that to me if you want. I will give you 100% credit, and you'll get that shout out on the podcast. Oops, sorry guys, my my timer went off there. So. All right. I hope you guys look forward to this upcoming podcast. So peace out, L-B-O-M Wonder Years listeners, and I will see you soon with the very first episode entitled The Pilot and the second episode entitled Swingers. So stay tuned and happy listening.